All right, everybody, what's up? Hope everybody's safe. Darren Smith, I'm sitting at my kitchen table. It is a Tuesday afternoon, just past 4 o'clock. I think it's March 31st. So I see a couple people. Hey, everybody, this is my first time ever doing this. So I'm waiting for Jordan to check in. I don't know exactly what the hell I'm doing here, but Jordan apparently is going to chime in, jump on board, and then he and I will just sit here and shoot the shit and have a little bit of a happy hour and see what's what. So, hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe. Obviously we miss having games to talk about and having matches here locally and everything going on in all the sports world. So, I see Jordan... Stamford Doodle has joined, but I don't know exactly how to add Jordan so the two of us can have this conversation. But let me see. Da, 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 da. Okay, add. Gotta work. My wife just joined from downstairs. <laughs> hey, we figured this out. We did it. We did the odds it. were against us. No one believed in us. No one gave us a chance, but we did it. And when you say nobody believed in us, that was mostly just like me and being completely unimpressed with my own abilities to get this done. I, did, I didn't think it was going to happen. We had How very, you, I'm good. We had a lot of basic questions before starting this. Like, can we both be on the same account or do I need to <laughs> use my dog's account to join this? Yeah. By the uh, way, how do I promote this on Twitter? Tell me how to promote this on Twitter. Um, just find us at name Soccer Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, then people will be able to find it live that way. Okay. Very impressed that you were able to uh, to connect me, and I was a little bit worried there. We can actually see comments and everything. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So what are we drinking? We're drinking, right? Uh, we are, and I will. I just uh, took a walk around the block. Okay. So I went and I saw guys from Hess Brewing who were okay. standing outside selling six packs of beer. So I took a little walk around the neighborhood and trying to support. Of course, yeah, listen, if you listen to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, you know that we are brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. I want to uh, shout out to Steve, who is, yeah, who's driving all around making beer deliveries all across South Bay, all across Chula Vista. So I've been following our boy. I felt like maybe it was a little much to ask him to come up here to North Park and make a delivery. Not that he wouldn't do such a thing, but I you figured I'd let him deal with his home territory for a little while and then put out the call in a little bit. But yeah, I got a, got a little Mike Hess, Kolsch. What about you? Uh, I went with the classic. I'm drinking a Michelada. <laughs> the classic okay. uh, 4, 4 p.m. Michelada on a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, right? Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, 4.05 p.m. Absolutely. How's life? How many is this your? Uh, this is my life. First of the day. This is what? Is this your first of the day? Yes. First. Beer? It is the. It is first the first beer? beer of the day. I promise. <laughs> um, so this is like the office. This is where I work all day. I was working here all day uh, before this quarantine thing. So like, have, have things changed outside? Like this is kind of what I do anyway. Yeah. yeah you I mean, know it's, everyone tells me it's so different out there. I have no idea. I'm, I'm actually yeah. working more now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. it sounds I like you're working more. It sounds like they built a radio station in your living room. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, hey now. Sorry about that. 
yeah, I can sort of show it to you here. I can't, can I turn it around? Yeah, I can turn it around. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, this is the board they gave me. Headphones. This is way better than what 1090 provided. No shit. I know. I felt like we were using two cans and a string. We were. Uh, and then usually Marty sits over there. So she's properly social distanced from where I am. And then I sit here with my laptop. I have all my little notes that are written here. And I look at the kitchen every day. And uh, mm -hmm. there's a bar down the hall. So I took people on a little bit of a tour. And they're the uh, three TVs that have mostly been shut down. You don't normally see the, that glare because I'll shut the shutters. Right. But, and they're and normally on. I've never seen them off like that. It's kind of I sad. know. And then, you know, and that's that. So that was a little tour of, of our temporary situation here at the, uh, what we've affectionately referred to as the wine cave, W-H-I-N-E. All right. So I have a couple thoughts on your setup. Um, it's very nice of you to invite Marty in every single day. It's also a risk, it seems like. Um, yeah. Well, in more ways than one, right? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would set up a tent outside your place if I were you. If I were you, Darren, this is what I would do. I would build, like, a nice tent. Like, she'd have to go through, like, a car wash of some sort. Like, leaving Pacific Beach coming into your home, like, that's, that's dangerous, I feel like. <laughs> so I'm glad they built a radio station. She's okay, right? Everyone's, everyone's good on the show? So, uh, yeah, I mean, knock on wood, everybody, yeah, everybody's good up until this point. But, yeah, I mean, she's, uh, she comes over every day about 11, and yeah, she hangs out till about 3.15, 3.30. Uh, we do the show. I mean, we have nothing, you know, nothing happening. So it's just like us, and we call up our friends, and we talk to our friends, and we say, hey, how you doing? What's going on yeah. where you live? That's and, perfect. Yeah, that's what we do. We talked to Landon last week, Landon Donovan, who uh, clearly would – much rather be managing SD Loyal than parenting three kids. It seemed like that was driving him up the wall just a little bit. That's what he said. He said his three <laughs> kids making him climb the walls a little bit in his house. But you know, this is uh, this is what we got to do. So you know, we'll just we'll just roll with it until they tell us not to roll with it anymore, and then we'll figure something else out. Right. I know. I feel like I uh, I think about that match against Las Vegas a lot. It's like we had that one match, you get one, one game at home, and then you get everything kind of ripped away. Life gets ripped away really quick. I, I keep thinking about um, not even like the result from that match, but just like how excited I am to eventually, whenever the time comes, to like actually get back in that stadium for another game. I know, right? I mean, think about all the years, you know, we talked about whether it was the kit reveal or the announcement that they were starting in 2020. How many times did you and I say to ourselves, either on the soccer podcast or to ourselves, like, holy shit, like, we got a club, you know, like, we've got like a real club to talk about. And like, so much anticipation, we got <laughs> one match, you know, and then we had to shut everything down and, and for obvious reasons, but man, like, what a build up. I mean, it was an amazing build up until that first match. So, yeah. uh, man, I just, I think about how much energy those dudes put into starting in 2020 right because like we love the fact that even though they had to cut a corner here or cut a corner there to make it happen in 2020 when they had people saying maybe 2021 you know maybe right. but they put so much of their energy into making that happen and then like you finally get there you finally see six thousand plus people at Torero stadium 
buzz. There's energy. It was a great sports day. Yeah. And then, you know, on the shelf till who knows play. Damn. Oh, yeah. No. Sucks. So what have you been doing to, like, fill time? I've been watching, uh, like everyone else, I've just watched Netflix a bunch and just, I don't know. Every time I ask someone to uh, recommend a show to stream, I feel like it's a Netflix show or an HBO show. And I don't have an HBO login, so I'm just watching all the Netflix shows, including um, Tiger King and uh, The Circle, Love is Blind I've watched, um, all the really, really good television, Darren. It's amazing yeah. how much good television there is out there. Yeah, I, uh, I got through Amazon Prime. I watched a show called Hunters. Okay, I have is Amazon that, Prime. Know? I'm writing this down. Hunters? Good. Uh. I wouldn't say great. I don't like that review from you. I know you well enough to know good doesn't mean good. No, it's good. I mean, there's some, there's some, um, there's some, some stylistic things that I appreciated. If you like Quentin Tarantino, if you like Guy Ritchie type movies, then I think you'll, you'll appreciate some of the, the way that Hunters is shown and shot. Not to sound like a cinema dork, but, um, and Al Pacino's great. I don't want to do any spoilers, so I'm, I'm going to keep my okay. mouth shut because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I'll just say Al Pacino definitely carries that show. And okay. nobody in the comments spoil it. We don't, we don't want anything spoiled. Yeah. So I watched that, and then uh, Leah and I, my wife and I, we burned through Ozark Season 3 over the weekend. Okay, yeah, I've heard amazing things about Ozarks. That's the next show we're starting. We just yeah. finished – what did we just finish? We finished Tiger King, and so now we need a real show to watch. I okay. Be I'm debating on that. T sell me on that. Or on Tiger me. King? I don't know if I want to sell you on Tiger King. Tiger King is not a great television show. It's, it's quick. I think there's six, seven episodes. Maybe it's seven. I feel like they could even have done it a little bit quicker. Um, it's amazing how crazy that show gets episode by episode by episode. Like, you think it's crazy after the first episode, then the second one is it just kind of elevates it. And then like, they can't get any more wild than this. Right. And then uh, episode three goes on top of that. Um, it's opened up like a murder investigation now in Florida. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> right. well, that yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, when it takes a Netflix documentary to do it, <laughs> um, it's, it's wild. I, I don't know. It's just about, I don't even know how to describe what it's about. <laughs> about tigers man you should tune in you should check it out okay so so you and sierra own a couple of dogs mm -hmm. you're actually on uh i can get them if you want yeah you're you're on your dog's account right now which is how we're having this conversation yeah so there's a uh, cupcake the Bichon. yeah i can go get it stanford's the golden doodle right mm -hmm. so we're obviously we own a cat clean el messy clean el messy Cleo Messi, who's around here somewhere. Okay. We might make her Instagram live debut. Okay. So we're like pretty uh, protective pet people. And, you know, I, I don't want to – shows that, that like might not – that, that might uh, dabble in some sort of animal abuse, not going to fly here. Yeah. So, so maybe not to go for you. Um, yeah. Now it's not – I don't know. Maybe it, it's a wild show. I don't think anyone watches that show and feels great about it afterwards. How about that? Like no one feels amazing. Like it's kind of like an experience you go through. I'm sure people have watched it. Are you reading any of these comments coming in? Has anyone actually, or are we the only ones who have seen this stupid show? 
No, I, I, my comments are frozen, so I don't know. How, I don't want to touch anything and fuck it all. The El Padre de Nolan, I, I kind of wanted to say something like this. He says more people get uh, harmed in Tiger King than animals. That's true. Like, uh, I guess I can't do spoilers, huh? Um, you can. I mean, I've listened to you guys talk about Game of Thrones for five years, and none of it. No, but this, this just came out. Um, I mean, there's like maybe uh, someone got fed to a tiger. Like people, they're not feeding tigers to other animals. They're feeding humans to tigers. How about I sell it that way? They're protective of the tigers in their own weird, special way. Okay. It's very, um, the, the word cult comes to mind a lot. Like every episode, you're like, wow, this is kind of like a cult. Um, and then it, they start addressing that a little bit later on, unsurprisingly. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wild show. The beauty of it is it's quick. You only get a couple episodes and then... You get it out of your system and you move on to Ozark. Yeah. Well, yeah, I see. I do that in reverse order. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe I might start Better Call Saul or find a documentary. You know, How about the circle? Time. Like, you got to find a show to watch. You guys watch uh, reality like dating shows? Circle's no. not a show, but it's a reality show. We don't. I don't do a lot of reality shows. Love is Blind? That ain't cutting it for you? I watched Love is Blind. That's awful, That's too. Reality is not i like the amazing race that's about it yeah the circle the, i thought the circle was better than uh, love is blind which i have no idea if that's a common opinion i know a few okay. of my friends agree well with i'll that. leave that up to the uh, the people in the comments yeah caleb says tiger king is just wild it's a show that just showed yeah it's behind the scenes of uh don't watch it that's my recommendation don't watch it darren don't do it Okay, so I asked you to sell me on it, and you've now told me not to watch it. I've talked myself out of it entirely. <laughs> I'm glad it was only six or seven episodes. I've watched a bunch of movies. I watched Goodfellas again. I love that movie. I, watched the, King, I watched the King's Speech again. I love that movie, too. Oh, great. Best movie mm -hmm. ever. King's Speech? I one of them. Yeah, it's yeah, really, really my good. my short list of uh, best movies of all time. Yeah, it actually, uh, not every movie keeps my attention all the way through. That movie uh, definitely keeps my attention for some reason. I was wondering if that's because we're in broadcasting. Cause, Probably. You know, like, you can say, like, there's more drama in other movies. But for broadcasters, that scene at the end where the red light goes on and he's expected to go. And yeah. you're nervous as shit for him. You're like, is he going to get through this or what's the deal here? And he's, he's got his, like, producer, essentially, right in front of his face. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal movie scene if, ever yeah. there was one so yeah I, I we haven't watched i'll be honest like i haven't i really have cut back a lot on television <laughs> you know not uh waking up first thing in the morning and having my first instinct to go slither out from my bed and plop down on the couch and turn on these three tvs like i just don't really turn the tv on when i get up in the morning i i get up i listen to a little music i might do a little bit of reading i might watch you know, 10 minutes of news, but I don't, I don't, you know, outside of like nights, like, you know, nighttime, I swear my television time has been reduced dramatically, especially with there not being any sports on, you know, like, cause you and I, we get up 6am, 7am, right? Like Premier League's on on the weekends. And right. La Liga starts oftentimes a little later. It goes up until noon, up until two, three o'clock, depending on, on the time changes and such. But like, you know, without having that desire to get up and immediately turn on a television, it stays off. I mean, it really does. And, and I'm guessing I'm not alone on that, that, you know, it just, I, don't, I just don't turn it on. There's just nothing happening. Yeah. There's nothing compelling to like take you to ESPN or anything like that. I feel like I'm in a different situation. Um, 
because you know this, but people who are tuning in may not, like my wife's pregnant right now. And so she um, is working from home and would be working from home whether this was happening anyway. So like we, we were kind of in shutdown mode before this all started. And now we're all in shutdown mode and the baby is expected in late May, May 27. And so like, we're gonna be in shutdown mode beyond that too. So I feel like I'm hunkered down for like the long haul now. Like I'm quarantined regardless of what happens, like whenever anything gets lifted, like based on the timing of all this, like we're, we have been quarantined before the quarantine and we're gonna be quarantined essentially now a little bit afterwards, which yeah. is really strange. And your date is what, May? May 27. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're at like tomorrow like marks. Who knows what's 30s. the world going to look like on May 27? Right? I have no idea. I'm just, I mean, we're, uh, we're at what? Week 32 is tomorrow. We get to our 32nd week. So it's, I mean, it's coming up quick. And so, I mean, there's questions like, will I even be allowed to be in the delivery room? Like there, I, we went to a doctor's appointment, a scheduled appointment yesterday. I couldn't even go uh, into the hospital with her to go to the appointment. They just said like, no, you have to go in your car. We don't want okay. any extra people there. They have all the tents lined up. We're in Grossmont. They have a bunch of tents lined up. If like anyone shows up not feeling well, that's where they send them. And so it's like the same building is attached to the urgent care. So I got sent back to the parking garage yesterday. And so like I've started to talk to some other people who are going through a similar thing. Like there's a chance like you're not even in the delivery room. As long as like I need to be healthy. Like if I, if I show up with a cough or like I'm, I happen to be sick, like they're not going to let me in there. So that's a scary thought. Gee, that's not nerve wracking at all. Right? So it's a, it's a weird time for all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all crazy, man. I mean, it's weird know. seeing like so showing up yesterday and seeing all those tents set up. Like it's it's wild. I know. I mean, and you know, you sort of sit and you feel to yourself, you know, like like I'll be honest, like talking about sports for three hours a day, even though you know, you know our show. It's never really No. Never been that kind of show. But No. You know, the show would be fine <laughs> without sports. Yeah. Yeah. Only when you got to. But like it's you know, you, you sort of like how excited do you want me to be about like, well, should we play without fans? Should we not play without fans when, you know, you can flip on a television and you can see that sort of stuff happening. You know, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm not whining about it. It's my job. That's what they pay me to do. So you do it. But right. You know, I, I mean, I think it, I think it raises a lot of interesting questions. I mean, I've been reading a lot of the English tabloids and the English press because you know this idea about what they're supposed to do with the Premier League season what are, you what are they going to do? I mean, you're 29 of 38 matches through this. And do you complete it? Do you complete it out in the middle of the sticks? Do you quarantine all the players? Do you do that World Cup camp thing, which is sort of the storyline of the week? I mean, do they then have to give the money back to the television networks? Like, you know, what about promotion relegation? What about the championship? Like, there's just, there's, you know, there's no answers to any of this stuff. You know, right. do you? Do you go and just play on some field that you find in the middle of, of England just so you can say that you've completed the season? Like, what about the what about Liverpool? What about the top four? What about the, the bottom of the table? I don't know. I mean, it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's crazy because like one day it seems like the, you know, the motivation is to complete complete the season. And then the next day it's like, nah, you know what? Let's just call the whole thing off and start again. But how do you do that? I don't right. I mean, how do, you do any of this. Nobody knows. So the last time we did a podcast was a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like we haven't learned anything of how anything in soccer is going to finish. Uh, Prem, La Liga, 
any of the leagues in Europe, even like USL, have we learned anything new other than like everyone's just waiting and seeing. So there's nothing really, really to learn there. So with the Prem, even like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, nothing's, nothing's really changed. And there's just kind of more questions around everything. I don't yeah. even know what the latest is. Like, I don't know what the, I haven't seen anything like major breaking from England talking about the Prem or talking about La Liga. No, I mean, just a bunch of reports. You know, like, you know who Miguel Delaney is? He's a writer for The Independent. Yeah. He had a story that, you know, the conversation was this week that you would go and you would set up these World Cup camps, right? Like when the U.S. goes somewhere or whatever mm -hmm. national team goes somewhere and you go and you just have a camp, you're away from family for a couple of weeks. Of course, you would have to add in the testing. And sure. then you would just play. Like, you wouldn't play at Stamford Bridge. You wouldn't play at Anfield. You'd go and, you'd, you know, you'd find maybe some practice pitches someplace. And you would just go well, ahead and complete well, the play 92 matches. It'd be on television. The idea, you know, you'd sell it and spin it by saying, well, this would give the country a boost because then people need something to watch other than the death toll every night. It'd give some, some people something to gamble on. So, you know, you'd, you'd breathe a little bit of life into that industry as well. Then you wouldn't have a legal fight between the television contracts and the league itself. You mm -hmm. can square away a proper uh, Champions League. You can square away proper relegation fights. But can you if you're not doing it in front of fans? I mean, you know, I think what's unique about this sport is so much of, of what we love about this sport is the supporters. You know, and I'm, I'm sort of like stuck on that point that you know, a soccer match without supporters, like, I understand that you might have to do it because you want to complete a season. You want to finish the season. You want to honor your contractual obligations. But, right. I mean, it, it's not the same. I mean, it's just obviously it's not the same. I mean, that goes without saying. But what is a sporting event if it doesn't have supporters? I don't, I don't know, man. It I wouldn't be as fun. It would be uh, it would be fun to watch because it'd be intriguing, but it wouldn't be as fun as watching at a, ma a match at Anfield or Stamford Bridge or whatever stadium it may be. Isn't that what the NBA is thinking about doing? Just having everything go in Las Vegas. So it'd be a yeah. similar approach there. Just centralize everything, keep everyone safe in that bubble, and play in empty arenas. Yeah, but then or you know stadiums in this conversation. But one player then tests positive. Everything's done. Everything's shut down. One referee, everything shut down. One, One camera person. Right. Maybe not. Maybe if you kept that person over there. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Just, and then what happens, you know, you're asking these guys to leave their families. Well, you know, what if, what if a family member gets sick somewhere? You know, then sorry, like, no, 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 no. We got to, we got to sit here and we got to, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, there's just a lot of, obstacles i think in the way yeah sports but i understand i understand why you'd want to finish the season you know, i mean yeah how about liverpool but you don't want to like jeopardize anything either i think this has become a conversation in baseball like it's the reds catcher that is saying um we don't like don't overdo this on the other side to to fix it don't jam a huge schedule down our throat and keep us playing a lot later than we normally would because then you see some injuries that normally wouldn't happen and it would just kind of force, I don't know, you, you can try to, to salvage what's left, but you also have to be very careful to make sure the player safety is the most important thing. Like, you can't right. lose sight of 
everything that's happening right now, just because you want to salvage whatever you can potentially salvage. Right. And Which is know, so tough because you don't, there's, it's not defined. You don't know how long it's going to last. So. And that I mean, was another point that Miguel Delaney, that, that Delaney brought up. Cause he said, well, what happens when somebody, you know, breaks a leg? What happens when somebody, you know, shreds an ACL or pops an Achilles, right? Yeah. So then what are you supposed to do? You'd almost have to set up your own medical facility. You just said you're not even allowed to walk into a hospital with your pregnant wife. Right. So, you know, think about where we might be in another month, right? Or where England might be in another month. Well, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to need that kind of uh, medical treatment. So what are you supposed to do with these injured players? Right. And yeah, the whole, it's a whole team. There's a whole staff that comes with it. You don't get to just throw the players. You're not just traveling with 11 guys and throwing them onto a, a right. random park field. Right. But, you know, a player needs like a real, you know. Yeah, like needs to be at a hospital getting, yeah. getting thrown out of the knife. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. so many questions. Excuse us, everybody dealing with, uh, with your COVID-19, but, you know, we've got we've to structure this, this football player past you so we can get this person. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. That's what yeah, I keep finding myself saying. The more and more I talk about this, the more I just say, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> you know I, just, I, mean, I, I mean, think about our mate Nate. I, I mean, he's waited his entire life to watch Liverpool lift the trophy. And now, will he get that? Will he not? I mean, you know, and what's it going to look like if it's done in an empty field somewhere in the middle of England? Yeah. You know, it's not I, the moment they've been dreaming of all season. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it will still be their moment, but it's not the moment Liverpool fans were dreaming of. That's for sure. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, you comfortable working from home? Do you like it? Yeah, I, I'm kind of dig it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. honest. <laughs> pretty <laughs> well, I, I would think that, um, you know, working from a kitchen table every day, probably not ideal. I'm kind of right. curious about, like, that's your office? What you got going on there? Where are you? Uh, we're in the office at the house. You have an office. So this is where you do your stuff from home. Yes, this is uh, the computers right over here. Oh. And then I'm getting blinded, it looks like. I'm getting blinded from the sun of the window right here. But yeah, we got the local scarf. Can you see the local scarf? Yep. This is where I did um, a darn a trip from NBC. Asked me to come on to do an interview to talk about SD Loyal. And it was the day that NBC said, all right, no more guests allowed into the studio. Like, we, we can't allow anyone. And then I think later they've essentially just shut it down um but the, yeah i figured i just uh, i would do it in here and i brought up the local scarf when i did that tv spot so i hope that made some some locals happy but this is the setup nothing fancy this is mostly just a storage room for for the future uh, baby room because it's uh, everything is baby Every, everyone's telling me in the comments now like just sleep while i can and they're totally right <laughs> they're totally right <laughs> <laughs> i see the comments what's that can you not see comments no, not since you oh, came. That's, un that's unfortunate. They're at the bottom of my screen. You should be able to scroll through stuff. We got Tim Stoops in the oh, house. Okay. He wants to give a Bundesliga report. How do we do that? Uh, Pena, they're in the house. They want to know if SDSU baseball players are going to get an extra year of eligibility. They are. Yeah. Go ahead. You handle that one because you call their games. Yeah, um, they are going to get an extra year, which is, I mean, what a, I mean, obviously it's a bummer for a million different reasons and there's a huge issue going on, but that SDSU baseball team was a lot of fun to start this year and they were good. And so it was to see that get ripped away. I'm glad that a lot of the players are going to be able to come back next year and not have their careers ripped away from them like that. So that'll be exciting. El Padre de Nolan wants to know what happens when Eden Hazard gets hurt again. 
Uh, yeah, got out of that one at the right time. Yeah. Shout out Sarah Norms. Sleep, sleep before the baby comes. Baby, baby Luca, his room's that way. Doors are closed. Do you want the dogs or anything? Do you, what else do you want to know about the office? Anything? I just, I like the advice of working from home. I mean, it's great. Yeah, seems like it. Hey, uh, you've been to Siena in Italy, right? Yes. Okay, so they do the, the, the horse race there, right? Mm hmm So the current champion, ooh, I, maybe they're not current anymore. I could be wrong. I think they still are the current. This is their flag. Can you see this in the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same, it happens to be the same exact colors as SD Loyal and the local scarf too. Um, but it's like a rhino. And that's when I think they have like the 17 different communities that all compete. They all get represented. The horse represents each, each of the communities. And that's your current champion. And it happens to be the same colors as SD Loyal. So that's kind of cool. How about that? Yeah, somebody just posted uh, by the time SD Loyal plays again, we might have those Tory Green shirts available. <laughs> uh, I would say yes. I hope so. I want those Tory Green. I don't know. I, I don't know if Adidas is really cranking out uniforms right now, are they? I don't know either. I, I can't I, imagine. I can't wait for those Tories. I know. But yeah, they happen to be the exact same color. I think that was a pretty good timing. I don't know if we can incorporate that at all, but it is. There you go. Yeah. Italy, man. Italy. You've been there. By the way, I want to recommend something. Uh, for anybody who wants to read a good piece, uh, Wright Thompson is a writer for ESPN.com. Did you read what he wrote about Syria and about Italy's food culture and Italy's soccer culture? No. So Wright Thompson, for me, best writer that ESPN has. And over the weekend, wrote something for ESPN.com. You can find it there. Or he doesn't have social media, to my knowledge. I tweeted it out if you want to go search for it at D. Smith Show. He but sounds like just, a genius already. What's that? Not having social media. Genius. Yeah. I know. He was ahead of it. He's like, Twitter sucks. What the hell do I need Twitter for? So um, he just wrote about, like, you know, going over, uh, being in Florence, uh, you know, the, the passion of, uh, you know, Italian uh, football fans and their passion for food. So, it, it, you know, for anybody who's traveled, like, it'll, it'll work for anybody, whether you've traveled to Italy or not. Uh, yeah. But it'll, it'll definitely work if you like uh, food, if you like uh, friendship, if you like travel. It'll definitely, it'll definitely work for you. So let me, yeah. let me shout that out and recommend that. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal piece. And it just really hit home. It's just about how, you know, when you do any sort of traveling, which you have, which I have, which a lot of our listeners, which are a lot of our, our uh, interactions, a lot of the people we interact with have done as well, you know, just about how you know, like certain spots, like certain food spots, certain chefs, certain servers, certain, you know, things that you do, different routines that you have for anybody from the Pena who goes to Barcelona or anybody that goes to England on a regular basis or Italy, whatever. And just how, like, you know, you, you feel for those people at a time where, you know, you can't travel. You don't know. Everybody's restaurant's closed. You only know them because you see them in a restaurant. And, like, how he tracked down this one waiter from one of his, the server from his favorite restaurant in Rome. So just was a really good piece about, you know, the passion of sports fans and how it often overlaps with people who are passionate about restaurant culture and such. So be on the lookout for that. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, that's ESPN. He's, he's with yeah. ESPN, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right, Thompson. Yeah, Sierra and I talk about that all the time. Just like how lucky we were when going to Italy when we did, which was last September. And I would have 
we yeah it was a trip that she wanted to go on years ago and i like pushed off italy because i always felt like italy needs to be its own trip like if you're gonna go if you're gonna save up all this money and you're gonna put in the time to go do a trip in europe i didn't want to just like throw italy in as like all right we'll sneak in a couple days there i've always kind of felt like italy needs to be its own thing like you need time to do rome do florence do wherever else you're gonna go napoli or wherever and so i pushed it like we pushed it back um a couple years and we saved up and we decided to go last september and i'm so we talk about it i'm so glad we we went when we did because who knows like even when we are able to start traveling again and like we do get some sense of normalcy like i don't know what it will look like entirely like i don't you don't know exactly what it's going to look like on the other side of this so i don't know we we do talk about that like being so fortunate to go right before like i know really close friends who've had like we've all gone through this like having to cancel events baby showers weddings that type of stuff but i know a couple friends about to cancel like trips that they've been saving to go to europe forever and like this was going to be their first opportunity to go to a couple matches and stuff and so it's just such a bummer man i know i know we were just reading the same thing about spain you know since we were over in madrid for the champions league final last summer and then after madrid we went up north in a wine country and we were just reading about uh this this city uh aro it's called in rioja and you know just how many sick people there are in spain it's like fuck man we were just there you know it right. feels like yesterday that we were just there but uh it's the same man it's just uh you know i mean and that's that's here i mean that's new york it's louisiana it's everywhere so it's it's you know i don't know it's a, like i said it's a huge drag it's a huge drag i mean i I don't miss the, I don't know that I miss the sporting events as much as I miss like going to Serrano's or going right. to Torero Stadium. And, you know, like those are the things, uh, you know, even you know, we talk about the benefits of working from home, but like you and I do in the podcast studio and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like I miss that more than I miss the actual games themselves. Yeah. Like when we, when we talked earlier, um, thinking back to that first SD Loyal match, I, we weren't thinking about like, oh, well, the one-one, we got a point. Like, oh, remember that one play? It's like, no, remember our first match? We had the atmosphere. Locals were going nuts. They looked great. And that's what you miss. That's like, that's what you're looking forward to whenever, whenever we get that opportunity again. Yep. So, and think about those guys too. Think about how many international players they have. Imagine what some oh. of the players might must be going through thinking about their families and knowing that they can't travel. They can't travel to go see their family. Yeah. Yeah. It's the stories that everyone's dealing with that. I mean, you hear some wild, wild stuff. It's <clears throat> what's the, um, what's like the grocery situation for you? How do you track down groceries these days? Do you have any advice? Um, well, we did a little bit of our uh, planning ahead. Some of this, hit us on a, a cycle where we had gone to Costco maybe a couple of weeks before there, you know, the shit was hitting the fam. Mm -hmm. And so like we had like toilet paper, okay. <laughs> like we had good. Some of that stuff. And then like the more we started like, well, maybe we should buy a little extra of this, put it in the freezer, you know, ground Turkey, things like that. So we wanted to keep about a two week supply. And then there was this mad rush where everybody came out, everybody started running to the grocery store to grab everything off the shelf that was perishable. Like people would just come out with more bread than they could eat in a lifetime. 
But um, where we live, there, you know, there's a couple of places. You know, Leah timed it up perfectly that she found some fresh fish, which we'll eat tonight. I just nice. was at Target down the road. Target had some bread, so that's okay. I mean, we're, we're prepared. Like, we've got some stuff, you know, should, you know, since everybody keeps suggesting to you that things might get a little worse. I mean, we're, we're okay, you know, and there's some, some places that are open. You make do with what you got. But, you know, also where I live, you got so many of these restaurants and so many of these breweries that are just trying to give their to have their food available for to-go orders right so we've we've tried to mix it up a little bit with you know, eating here and then um you know finding different restaurants that we're trying to support because you know they're trying i mean they're doing the best they can some of these restaurants just aren't built for that so right. you know we, we found ourselves we went to one of our favorite italian north park restaurants a place called siamo which uh, has amazing pappardelle, homemade pappardelle with lamb ragouts, terrific. Uh, you know, there's there's Brothers Mexican <laughs> restaurant, which is great. So you know, we've, we're surrounded by restaurants that are doing their best. I wish them well. I don't know how it's working for them, but um, we're we're trying to support our neighborhood, and, right. uh, and food wise, and and mixing it up, and you know, eating a little bit around the house, I mean, exercising around the house. This place has turned into a, a yoga studio. Which uh, is interesting. <laughs> Leah bought a treadmill. Is all is this upstairs? Is the yoga studio upstairs or downstairs? Everything's downstairs. Yoga the, studio and a treadmill. Yeah. And uh, a wine cellar. And a wine cellar. The W I N E cellar, not the W H I N E. The wine cellar, W H I, is up here. But yeah, <laughs> she, the treadmills are more affordable than I would have thought. When she yeah. said treadmill. What? These things are like $2,000. That's kind of what I think. Are they cheap? Yeah. It's like 300 400 nice. Something like that. But, you know, Same since we'll be the... here like through April and every gym is closed. and uh, Yeah, I felt like it was a, like a decent investment. How's the uh, foot traffic in North Park? Because, I mean, I'm in Santee. So, like, I'm in a very residential area. There's not – we get, like, families that walk around the front of our house with their dogs and – used to see like one walker, two walkers, and now it's like groups of six all walking together as a family. But I don't, we don't have the amount of restaurants that you have. How, how's the foot traffic in North Park? Because uh, that place, I mean, that place is, a, it, yeah. it, I mean, there's a buzz to North Park typically. A lot of dog walkers. Uh, okay. I saw a guy nice. jog down the middle of the road, like just because there's nobody driving. Yeah, it was just this jog right where the double yellow lines are. He's just jogging straight down the middle of the street. Um, I, I don't know that it's bringing out the best in the neighborhood, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. You know, we're in an urban area, so, you know, you learn to you know, live around our homeless population. But you can sort of um, sense an urgency in that community uh, without having people around and, um, you know, that, that, that that's – you know, there's not a lot of people walking the street, but, you know, they have nowhere to go. So it right. stands out. You can blend in a little more if there's a lot of other foot traffic. And since there is no foot traffic, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I worry a little bit about where this is going to be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's such a vibrant neighborhood, you know, that, that with the restaurants being closed, um, there's not necessarily uh, the, the foot traffic to prevent from some of the encampments from popping up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you know, they, they will, you know, they will see, um, 
you know, an, an open area in front of a restaurant that otherwise would be filled with people. And they go, well, you know, so, so I, I worry a little bit about that aspect of it. I know the city's doing what it can to uh, be mindful of the homeless population because, you know, they are our most vulnerable. But, you know, that's that sort of has stood out. People are, are walking their dogs and, you know, a couple of joggers here or there, a couple of people walking, but it's, it's unrecognizable from what it normally is. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most popular the most popular spot out here is easily Costco. Like that's the only I feel like it's the only place people are going. Even other stores in the area aren't even like that busy. I went to a grocery store this morning. There was maybe 10, 12 people in there. Like it was very easy to get through. It seems like everyone is going to Costco. Like there are lines hours before they even open up, like wrapped around the Bill? building. Yeah, I've drove by. I mean, maybe not this morning or the, yesterday, but I I drove, I drove past it four or five days ago to go to a grocery store and they weren't even going to open for another two hours unless they changed their hours without me knowing, um, which is, well, but, um, yeah, there was a huge line and that place wasn't even open yet. It was way more crowded than the grocery store I went to. That my my phone just warned me that. Yeah, sorry about that. that. My phone just warned me that I have 20% battery left. Okay, that's fine. I need a refill on my drink anyway, so I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad everyone. I'm glad yeah, the wifey's good. I'm glad there's a gym in the house now. Are you just yeah, gonna keep that up. equipment forever? Keep the radio equipment. Just do a show from home. Uh, as long as they allow me to. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, what a year for radio. <laughs> 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 you want to see Stanford before I say goodbye? Yeah. I'm on his account. I'm at to get him. Like, give me two seconds here. Okay. We're going to go find uh, Stanford the Labradoodle, named after Stanford Bridge. If you couldn't figure that one out or put that one together on your own, which I'm guessing most of you probably can. So we'll see if Jordan brings in Stanford or if it's just going to be Cupcake, who is Sierra's dog. But a uh, B shot. That's oh. Sammy. That's Stanford. You say hi? Well, honestly, he looks like a fake dog on this. He looks like a fake dog? He looks like a big stuffed animal. <laughs> he is a big stuffed animal. That's Stanford. All right, that's all. I got nothing else. I can't beat this. I would show you Cleo, but she's not being social. No? Uh, Cleo's downstairs. Else. all right my man well tell the wifey i said hello i think she's watching downstairs stop it she commenting what are so. you for radio hey i miss you <laughs> i miss you guys at Pena. i know i do I like miss, i said I'm i miss like the up with everyone matches. i miss being down there i just miss being in that group how many sports in this have viewing parties for watching their matches not many yeah. like, this sport is all hanging out with all your friends while watching. So, <sighs> Happy hours. Yeah, we'll do it again. Everyone's really good with Instagram Live and Facebook and uh, FaceTime now. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I can pull this off. Now I, can, now I have to not screw this up and somehow save this and post it. Yeah, good luck. Don't mess it up. How do We're I do counting. That? How do I do it? You're going you're gonna to end the broadcast. And How do I do that? A, there's an X.
Look at that X. You see it? Put on your glasses and you look uh, for that X. I see the X on your screen. That counts. Just do it. I'm going to go now and I'm going to. Peace out, everybody. Pray Peace. You can figure this, this out. Yeah, this is the test run. Bye. All right, everybody. Be good. Be safe. We'll do this again soon. We miss you.